Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself and my good friend Nick Ferguson. I am live here in Las Vegas at the casino, uh, playing some blackjack right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm at my hotel in the Marriott. There's no slot machines here. Um, I am I am a, I'm a loner tonight here at my hotel. I'll have a 5:30 flight here soon. But uh, Nick and I are here to break down what was I, I don't know how to even describe that game Nick it was a lot of fun like if you just like enjoy football right but if you're a Broncos fan I think you walk away from that game maybe the most disappointed of any game so far because it just felt like I I, I don't know Nick we, we can dive into it but it just felt like they they did some really good things at times and they showed like the the good team that they can be and then they just they just kind of blew it against the Raiders again and and it, that seems to be a theme against the Raiders the last few years and I know you you wanted to start positive, so I'm I'm I I, I totally screwed up our entire rundown there going yeah, straight totally into the derailed the whole thing. But <laughs> but you know what? Since you want to go in that direction, let's go in that direction. Yes, when you look at uh, the way that the Broncos have played against the Raiders in the past couple of years, it has been somewhat of the same type of situation. I guess that same type of situation has uh, spilled out into social media. All you have to do. Look on your feed, look on my feed. You can see so many Broncos fans adding their input as to the level of frustration that they had. But at the same time, you know what? I am a very optimistic person and criticize me for being that type of person, trying to see the silver lining and I guess a situation that looks like Debbie Downer. But there were some positive things that happened in this game. But since you start off with things that went wrong, let's start there. Uh, typical fashion, the Darkos, as they get in position to make plays, there's always something that derails this team, and it always comes in the form of penalties or drop balls. So that is still consistent with this team. What can they do to change this? I I don't know. I I just feel as though it's just a a lack of focus, George. But, I mean, it has to change. Something has to uh, change for this team to move forward. But on the positive notes, I did like some of the things that I did see. Russell Wilson was spectacular. He started to look like Russell Wilson of old, the Russell Wilson that we expected him to be. And how about that deep shot down the field to K.J. Hamler for 55 yards? That was impressive, not only for this offense, not only for Russell, but it had to be a boat of confidence for K.J. Hamler himself. Yeah, let, let's let's dive into to the good things, like you said, Nick, and Obviously, the the best thing that I think you saw today from the Broncos is Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell, like you said, Russell Wilson looked like his old self. He looked like the quarterback the Broncos traded for 
from Seattle. Uh, 17 of 25, 237 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 124.9 rating. He also ran the ball four times for 29 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he just looked really good. He looked really comfortable. Uh, I was kind of surprised that, you know, it felt like they were really moving the ball through the air in the first half. I think he was like 11 of 12 at halftime, uh, and they were kind of moving the ball. And then the second half, it seemed like they kind of went away from that. Um, they, they played a little bit more maybe conservative at times and, and, and ran the ball more there to start the second half. But I thought Russell looked really, really good. I thought Jerry Judy had a nice game. Uh, Cortland Sutton, um, you know, again, having a really good game. Five catches, 52 yards, a touchdown. Jerry Judy, four catches, 53 yards, a touchdown. Uh, and then obviously, like you said, KJ Hamler, the, the one reception for 55 yards. He only played Nick like maybe three or four snaps the entire game. Uh, KJ did and obviously came up with one of the biggest plays of the game. So I was really impressed by Russell Wilson. What what maybe stood out to you uh, that maybe was different about Russell this week than what we've seen in previous weeks? Well, he decided to uh, pull the ball down and run. When, when the defense started to drop back and cover to take away those vertical passing routes, Russell looked around, realized nothing was there, and he just took off. He did that a couple of times. But it's something that you said that is very interesting because when you look at, once again, the tweets and the criticism of this offensive scheme and the thing of Hackett once again, it was like in previous games, like, well, hey, you, you're not running the ball enough. And then now it's running the ball too much. You're not passing enough. So, so, so they're tr still trying to find – that balance, my issue was the misappropriation or lack of utilization of the tight ends. Once again, I still feel as though that there are adequate uh, yards out there to use the tight ends, whether it was on the, the swing routes, the out routes, the scene routes. I, I just feel as though the Broncos offense still has yet to embrace the tight ends and get them involved. Yeah, and we saw Eric Saubert. He had one catch for 25 yards. It was a big play, um, you know, set up their first touchdown. But it, it's it's been a constant issue with the tight ends, right? Like, we just have not seen anything. Like, Alberto was non-existent today. Didn't get a single target. Uh, I honestly didn't see him on the field a ton either. Like, I, I don't know if, if there's something going on there where he's just not playing or they don't trust him. I, I thought it was odd. KJ didn't play a lot. I know he's not a tight end. But then you also had the situation where Melvin, and we, we will dive into Melvin at some point. We, we could probably – talk for 30 minutes on Melvin Gordon tonight but uh you know he wasn't playing until he had that one carry and obviously he fumbled it so the the personnel decisions I thought were really interesting but I do think Nick you brought up earlier the drops and that's been an issue all season so far uh we saw Jerry Judy drop one today that that probably should probably should have been interception intercepted um I don't think Cortland had one I can't remember exactly I think Kendall Hinton maybe had had a drop a pretty big one. So uh, Russell Wilson talked about the drops after the game, and we have the audio here from Broncos.com. We, we had a couple tonight, but I think that, um, you know, we we just – we know we can, those guys can – I believe in those guys in every second, every moment, you know, all the way to the last play, man. I don't, I don't ever doubt. So um, we're going to make those plays. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really great when we continue to try to do that and – you know, we got we got to make our layups. We got to make the simple things, and we also got to, like I said, we got we got to give ourselves the best chance possible. You know, because we have such a great defense. I think we got, we're gonna have a great offense. Uh, we got so much you know, good good in, in store, but we gotta we gotta be able to help ourselves. You know, and not and, not, and make sure we're not you know, hurting ourselves in those situations. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. 
Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm going to start calling Russell Wilson Mr. Sunshine because he is always pumping in the sunshine. Uh, and he, I mean, he should be, right? He's the quarterback and, and he's not supposed to get up there and, and obviously talk negatively. But Nick, the, the reality is, is that the drops have become a problem. And and that's not on, on Russell, uh, obviously. Uh, but how concerned are you with the drops, especially from some of these receivers like Jerry Judy, who I thought he had a good game today, but, you know, he, he's had drop issues in the past. Well, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat concerned about it, but Jerry Judy isn't my, my, my main concern. So mm-hmm. the, the one that Jerry Judy was a little behind him, and, yeah, it was almost intercepted, but the guy that really stuck out to me in the very pivotal moment was Mike Boone. I mean, this yeah. was a chance for Boone to really step up his play, especially where there seemed to be a lack of confidence in Melvin Gordon, and on two consecutive uh, attempts, he did not come through. And you could see him sitting on the sideline beside himself because he knew – that that was a missed opportunity. So if you're a Russell, yeah, you're going to go to the podium. You're going to say all the right things because you're always going to try to protect your players. Russell, just like I am, he's a very optimistic person. But Russ has been criticized on Twitter for being Mr. Optimistic and not really going in on his teammates. So I ask you, when when in, when the, with the Broncos being in this situation, would you prefer Russell to go to the podium and say what he just said about the drops, about the team getting together, or – would you prefer him to come out and just rip his teammates apart? Oh, I don't think he should be ripping his teammates apart. I, I hope that, that that's not what I meant earlier by by saying that by calling him Mr. Sunshine. He's just he's he's always positive. Uh, now I think that that can get old quickly for a fan base, but in terms of the team, I I don't think you want your quarterback going up there and ripping the wide receivers, right? I think that that obviously creates bad chemistry. And when you have a, a new quarterback that is in a new system, in a new city, in a new team, new locker room, that's the last thing you want, right? I mean, it's only week four, Nick. I, I understand that people are are upset and, and the Broncos have yet to play up to expectations this season in, in any of their games. Uh, but the reality is, is like, this is a project. It's going to take time. Uh, and you don't want your quarterback, your new quarterback and, and your star quarterback for the next you know several years to get up there after a game like that and start throwing guys under the bus. Right. I mean, I don't think that that would be a good idea at all. No, I, I don't, but I, I don't understand that the concept of, you know, Hey, the fans are going to get really tired of, you know, Russell going up there being Mr. Sunshine. And, and you see that on Twitter right now, people are going after Russell about, Hey, they, they are sick and, and tired of this and saying some other things that I will not repeat, but I just don't understand what's happening with this with this fan base like if you go up there as a coach and as a player and you rip your teammates right and you know you you just watch the game you know what happened you know guys have dropped the ball guys who've had some penalties the defense didn't tackle the way that you expected them to tackle but you're not going to go up there and you're just going to throw them on the bus because like you damned if you do you're damned if you don't so i i would prefer russell being the person who he is and people call him corny so what if he's different from everyone else hey that's perfectly fine they call it corny I call it unique, but this is the first time that we've seen this offense actually move the ball down the field and get explosive plays in the passing game. So as we look at the fact of acknowledging what really happened, you lost to a division rival. I know everyone hates the Raiders. I hate the Raiders too. But at the same time, can we look at some of the positives that took place 
in this game from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, but Nick, and, and I agree. Like, I'm right there with you. I feel like we agree on this. But the problem is, is like fans, fans are going to be fans, right? And <laughs> the fans that are the angriest are also typically the loudest, right? Uh, yes. it's, it's rare that you find a happy fan that is, you know, you know, pumping out the sunshine on Twitter. Right. And that's why Twitter's not real. I always say that Twitter is not <laughs> a real place. And so I, I think that you, I, I get it. It's frustrating to see fans, you know, turn on the team, especially again, it's week four, man. Like there's so much football left to be played. And, and like you said, that's the best the offensive looked and they were really bad in the third quarter. I think they had uh, like two or three, three and outs. I think they only had 17 total yards in the third quarter. They were really bad. It looked like the old Broncos offense, right? But they were really good in the fourth when they needed to be, and the defense couldn't come up with a stop to get them the ball. We'll talk about the defense later. But, you know, if they get the ball back, let's say the defense gets a stop instead of giving up a 75-yard touchdown drive. If the offense gets the ball back, I'm confident they go down and they score at least a field goal and maybe win that football game, right? And we obviously saw them move the ball in the first half as well. They were two for three in the red zone, so they're, they're improving there. I, I, I thought that they did well. I know people were upset with some of the play calling on the one where they ended up with the field goal, but I, I thought the offense looked really good. Uh, now, I, and we'll, we'll dive into this later, I, I think there's some major concern for what this run game looks like moving forward if Javante Williams is out for for you know a considerable amount of time, which I, I think he will be. But um, I, I do think that the offense showed some improvement today, and, and people should – you know, look into that. I think maybe Nick, and we'll take a break here in a second, but I think one of my biggest concerns with the offense today was the penalties c- continue to exist. And, you know, I think Garrett Bowles had a couple holding penalties. Uh, they had some pre-snap penalties and that's where this offense gets hurt is they, they back themselves up. They get self-inflicted wounds. Uh, and when they get behind the chains, they're just not very good when they get in those first and 15s, first and 20, whatever it may be third and long, like they just have not been good in those situations. So they have to eliminate those. Yeah, they definitely have to. And some of those penalties on Garrett Bowles, it, it, it was a simple hand placement. I mean, yeah. and, and on the first moves, he, he was okay. But once he gets his hands wrapped behind a guy's back and he grabs on, the ref's going to see that all the time. And Chandler Jones is a, a veteran. He knows once a guy grabs him, all he has to do is torque and turn his body. And that's just going to show a guy's grabbing onto him just a little too long. And he's going to get that flag. So, you know, for Garibos, he definitely has to clean that up. And I know it's frustrating to a lot of fans because it's reminding them of Garibos a couple of years ago when every time a piece of laundry was thrown on the field, everyone held their breath because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't number 72. So today was a little reminiscent of that for Broncos fans, but they have now go go back to the drawing board. They, they can't really harp on this one that long because it's a short week and they had the Colts on Thursday night. Yeah, I thought Garrett struggled tonight. Probably his worst game so far this season, obviously. Um, you know, I think Russell was sacked three times. Obviously, those are not all on, on Garrett, but the offensive line as a whole, I, I didn't think played great at times. Obviously, they couldn't get anything going really in the running game. And then uh, when your quarterback gets sacked three three times, it's just not great. So um, Garrett's obviously got to improve. I will say, though, Garrett had maybe the best clip of the game, you know, chasing down uh, the the fumble return for a touchdown. Oh, the dive. Uh, when, when he when he dove yeah, about yeah. five yards too short there that was pretty good that was pretty funny uh but uh let's let's take a break nick and then we can dive into that fumble return and also just the melvin gordon fiasco and, and all that's that's gone into that so far so let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into that 